0: voice memos
1: podcast with jen and myron hey welcome to voice memos i am myron clifton and my co-host is jennifer so jennifer is a wonderful lady she's originally from wisconsin now in california flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named mojito that i call beast she's a great sister daughter and a great friend and uh, she is my co-host hey jennifer
0: Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me.
1: So- I lied.
0: This is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out, is how he raises his daughter, Leah.
1: So I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to make my laptop stop making sound.
0: Like listening I, or just notifications?
1: Notifications. Like I've done it before, but I have this kind of mind that doesn't retain that kind of information. No. So. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I have to relearn it every single time. Like, how does it work?
0: It's every time, you know, I could tell you, hey, I'm going on vacation to Mexico every day until I go to Mexico. And while I'm in Mexico, you're like, bitch, you didn't tell me you were going to Mexico. Every time. Every time, every, every time you're like, how are we best friends if you don't tell me anything? I'm like, dude.
1: Like, why won't this thing stop making noise? Like, I don't I know there's an like I know how to do it on my phone, you know, but I don't know how to do it on this anyway. So you may hear a hear a beep or something. I have the sound off, but maybe a beep will come through or something.
0: Okay. <laughs> So your little notifications. Okay, so maybe maybe um Ileon, your partner slash girlfriend, can send you a tutorial on how to make sure you know how to do it so you can watch the video each time.
1: <laughs> Ilion, my gay, my gay partner.
0: Yes. <laughs> <I> <laughs> oh, how's she, she doing with her cat?
1: You know what? So um she is um as a as a as a as a pet owner, and you are, you know this because you're a, a, a dog person. She is a cat person, and she has had, her cat is named Heathcliff, and I don't know anything about cats, but he's orange. Like, I don't know what the deal with that is, but he's orange colored, and she's had him since he was a kitten. Aww. Yes, and so I think he's 10, 12 years old or something. He's a pretty mellow cat, but he got an infection on his leg from, you know how they, uh, cats be licking themselves or something? yeah. I guess maybe he, had, maybe he had a spider bite or something. I don't know. But whatever. Or oh, No, they said it was an allergy. And he kept licking it. And he licked it so much that it started bleeding. And it got infected. And she and her and the vet have been trying for almost a year to get that infection to go away. And they've tried all these different antibiotics and stuff. And it just won't go away. And um, the vet is saying you know they're gonna have to consider other things that like maybe even surgery like like amputation type surgery so predictably and understandably she's a wreck she's a wreck because that that's her little buddy you know that and, and she has she has him and a, a bearded dragon or something and she loves those those two pets and he clips is like her that's her thing so she's a mess
0: Yeah, I can imagine. And, and the orange cat, those are called tabbies, like if I remember correctly. So there's, I know there's different breeds, but when they're orange, if I, if I remember correctly, Mm -hmm. um, it's a tabby. I, I know having, um, when I lived in the hood, a lot of, a lot of like stray cats and stuff uh, Mm -hmm. where I lived. And, um, more predominantly in that area for some reason, either because outdoor cats and, you know, people will be like, Hey, survival of the fittest bitches, you get out there and you do what you got to do to stay alive. So right. I remember having a cat who was tri-colored, really beautiful cat. And I named her Martini because she oh would my. just, I'd feed her and I would put a bed out on her, on my porch and stuff for her. And finally I found her a home. My sister helped connect me with somebody to get her home. But, um, it's interesting just, just the pull that animals have. And, and, you know, as I told you yesterday, if Ileon needs to talk through any of that stuff or wants to think about, you know, anything that she needs to do as a next step and and needs to have some input from somebody that went through it, you know, just under four months ago, I'm available to her. So yeah, that's uh, it's not a very easy time because, you know, you, it's funny how, if you think about, we have the ability to take a sentient being, you know, AKA a dog and a cat, you know, that live with us. And we have the ability to make the choice to either um, send it to rainbow bridge so that it's no longer in any pain or, you know, spend money and do everything you can fight tooth and nail to, you know, have your, have your beloved live next to you for, you know, how many years, but to have that sort of power is actually to me, one of the most challenging things because I don't necessarily want to be given the power to make or break a living being's life. So if you think about it from that perspective, I don't have that ability to make that choice to anybody that maybe I have, you know, a family member or, you know, a spouse, I'm not married, but that in so much pain and wants to not be on this planet anymore. I don't have that choice because I could go to jail, right? But we can make that decision for our animals. I find it just a really unusual balance of power. I don't know if the, what your thoughts are on that. Because I don't know, sir, I don't know in all these years that I've known you, I don't know if you had an animal in which you had to make a choice like that. Have you? Nope,
1: nope I have not. I, I have not at all. And and where I grew up in Oakland, your animals just disappeared. Like, <laughs> it, just, it just disappeared. I don't know if. You know your parents or uncles were you know doing something but they disappeared and so I, but as a as a grown-up I've never had to make that choice wow. um But you know it was interesting because I was having this conversation with my daughter about people having the right to choose to unalive themselves right so so how doctors in, in this country cannot do what we call assisted suicide. And there are people who reach a state, you know, um, an age or a state where they say, this is what I want to do. And a lot of times it's age and medically related. Most of the time, I would say. And they decide, okay, I, I've reached my end. And in this country, I think except for maybe a couple of states, you you can't do that. Like you can't get medical assistance to do that. And so she was asking me about that. And I was saying how, well, you know. I think we should have a provision for that, that people can reach a certain age or something. But you got to carefully guard that kind of stuff because you you just got to be careful with it. And I was telling her, you know, from my experience dealing with having grown up in the Black church where there's always a funeral, right? There's always a funeral because you have these people that are always dying, you know, not the people always dying, but there's always a funeral. And one thing I learned was that in the hospital of Black people, you cannot approach them and say, are you ready to pull the plug? You I mean, they will lose it because they will believe that only God makes that decision. Yeah. Right. And I've been in the hospital room on um, multiple times when someone was from the doctor's perspective gone. Just the, the, the brain was gone, the heart was just barely beating. And they were like, Yeah, we could just end this right now. And in the they say it in different words. And you know, people, they lose it. They say no. And I started having my grandfather and a couple of relatives. And I have a relative that had happened to a few years ago because he had a, a couple of massive strokes. And they told his wife, he's he's gone. And she had uh, his siblings go there and a wife. And they told the doctor, no, they're going to pray and because he was not going to. It was up to God, right? They prayed in, They prayed in my cousin's room 24 hours or so. Not only did he recover, he went home and that guy lived another year.
0: <laughs> so they proved your the point. <laughs> <laughs> Damn.
1: He, he recovered. He was, look, you know, you hear this stuff all the time. It was literally my own family. He recovered and he, he did pass away of like a year, it was probably within a year. But he recovered in that hospital. And they were like, we told you. And I thought, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: see it's Victoria and that just proves a point that you know people holding on to faith, I guess you Eight, know? yeah because
1: i I don't have it like that but yeah I, I, I'm but I'm with you i I don't know if I can make that decision um unless like if you and I talk and you say hey my um my end of life decision because I used to work in the senior industry and one of the things we we required before they moved into our communities was you have to sign fill out and provide what's called a post is basically your end of life instructions. And so if you, if you, if you're out for a heart attack, do you want them to revive you? Like this kind of stuff, right? And you have these very explicit instructions on what to do and what not to do. And most of the seniors that come into the, in my experience, so let me limit it to my own experience, working in a few of these communities, a hundred percent of the seniors that came in that filled out the post had do not revive me.
0: Wow.
1: None of them. I, I, I'm telling you, no exaggeration. None had please revive me. None. And so you're looking at people who were 70 to 100. Every one of them said, do not revive me.
0: That is insane. Is that that, is, huh? What is, is that your philosophy?
1: I told my, so I was having this conversation with my daughter, because uh, she, I, you know, i, I kind of really thinking about her. She said, was that to me? I'm just saying pull the plug.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: and I said, look, if it's me, because you are my next of kin, they're gonna come to you. You say these words my daddy was coming back. Don't kill him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't are yeah, I you a daughter? Like,
1: no, I'm telling him you are gone. Let him go. <laughs>
0: And are you a donor on your driver's
1: license? Uh, I think I am a donor.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, me too. Like, I mean, I don't need it anymore. And if it's gonna do something for science, you might as well just take it.
1: Yeah, because it's just um if it can help people out, that's fine. They do some studies, you know. It advances it advances the cause of human uh, knowledge on a lot of things, right? Parts lungs, livers, all that stuff. You just learn stuff. So that's fine. I mean, it's better that than just burying your your organs in the ground and burning them all up.
0: Yeah. I mean, I prefer to be cremated myself, I, but I, ha- I think I have to get a will to do that.
1: Um, yeah. Because if you don't have a will, then your next of kin can make that decision for you.
0: Which would be my parents. And I don't
1: think they're angry at me for anything. <laughs> right, right. And if your are parents religious, they're not going to, they're not going to create you no matter what you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I have a horror story about that. When I walked in a senior community, this lady, she was a, uh, she was, a, she was a, a, a financial planner for seniors. And so she herself had this really detailed end of life plan. Well, her husband had passed away like five, 10 years prior and she was probably in her early 70s and she met a new guy and they dated for about a year and she had um, a massive stroke and she had very explicit instructions that if she was out, do not revive her. She had those instructions, but because she had married the guy, he now had had, um, the decision not her adult kids. And he said, "No, revive her." right? So they revived her against her plan, and she was she was paralyzed on half her body. She could no longer talk. and she was completely immobile, and she couldn't like all her body functions. She couldn't do anything. And she went from this beautiful mansion like house in uh, Granite Bay and she was in a um a home that had five other residents like her and she was being cared for by a lady from Russia who didn't even speak english wow and the husband the new husband was in a fight with her adult, her three adult kids because they knew she wanted not to be revived but also he was siphoning all her money
0: shut up
1: yeah yeah, and so, so then he had agreed with one of the adult kids to at least move her from that home to the community I was in where it was a full community. She would get full care. And I went to visit her, and she, could, she couldn't talk. And her half her body was paralyzed, including half her face. And she was just laying in a bed, and, but she still had her mental facilities. She knew the condition she was in. And as soon as I introduced myself and told her who I was, all she did was start crying.
0: Wow.
1: And she couldn't talk. And the doctor has said that with her health, her, the rest of her body's health and her brain, she can live another 20 years like that.
0: Oh, oh, my God. Holy shit.
1: Right? I'm telling you. So the moral of this story is have a very clear end of life plan and make sure that your immediate loved ones know what it is. And it's like, you work that out. Yeah. That's yeah. That lady. Damn.
0: Well, right?
1: yeah,
0: you got to work. Th- I, I try to tell my mom and dad that too, like, Hey, have your will and stuff like that. Cause you know, they were as they get older, cause my parents are 71, uh, just turned my mom just turned 71. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, taking care of parents. And I thought I'm not equipped. Yeah. So I mean, that's why they're that's why people are paid to take care of people that understand uh, the elderly and their needs. I'm not one of them. And whether that sounds like a callous (laughs) son of a bitch, I'm not trying to be. I just if I'm at a point where I don't know what to do, how am I going to make your how am I going to make your life comfortable? And, you know, you're
1: right. You're right about that. I mean, you're absolutely right in that that it's a it's a professional skill, just like everything else. And if if families can afford it, then it does pay. And it's better to have someone to provide that service to you, whether it's in your home or in a community. But I can tell you something, Jim, that in that industry, and not, not even just in, in that industry, the person who's going to take care of the parents or you yourself, right? So when you get older, the person who takes care of the, the individual is the Is the closest living female to that individual? That's who ends up doing all the work. Right. So so if it's you, so say you're 105, because you're gonna live forever, like your like your grandparents. Yep. So if you need care, whoever your closest living female, that's gonna be the most likely person that's gonna do it. It goes, it goes because women live longer than men. Hey, that's one thing. And so the industry is is women women heavy, but also it's just the fact that America, because our our views on men and women, and who does what. That if if your if your parents were to get sick, and you as you and your sister, then you guys could typically split the duties, but most likely one of you end up doing the most, and your brother would do the least. Statistically speaking, he's going to do the least, even if he lived next door. The men do the least, so it usually goes wife to the husband, and then if it's a if it's a if it's a wife or a mother, it's her daughter. And Then her sister, her niece, her cousin, her next door neighbor, who's a woman, any woman you can think of, and way down the list is some guy she was related to. Wow, <laughs> so I always tell I'm, people, Look, I always tell people, Look, be nice to the women who are in your life because one of those, one of those women is going to care for you when you get older. One of them,
0: mm, dad, you hear that, <laughs> <laughs> and and you know That's what, real. he's got you know, my dad recently got COVID. So interesting. I don't, we don't know how or anything like that. And he's in lockdown yeah. on his, in his bedroom. Okay. And he said, so the next day I send a text message to our family group message. And I say, Hey dad, how are you feeling? And you know what his response was? What? With my hands. <laughs> Son of a bitch! You know what? Kelly's gonna have to take care of you with those dad jokes. But yeah, he said with my hands. He's a, he's actually feeling better. But I thought to myself, holy shitballs! It made me laugh. But I mean, like you he wasn't
1: to say even now that even now.
0: <laughs> I mean, come on! You so- know what?
1: You know, you know what's funny about that, Jen? That every time Leah says to me, "Daddy," you know what? I was go, "No." <laughs> <laughs> She, she gets so bad. I go, well, I'm just answering the questions.
0: Or how about this when someone says, hey, can I ask you a question? I go, you just did. <laughs>
1: it just stops people in their tracks.
0: Nothing, nothing. Track. Yeah. Oh, when I was in retail at Verizon, people, you know, the, 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 the agents greeting, the greeters at the door would ask a customer, you know, hey, what brings you in today? And it was always the old mofos. When I say old mofos, I mean, older, elderly. I'm an old mofo. Yeah, and they would yeah. say, my feet. <laughs> so I got to a point where I just said, what brings you in today besides your feet? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, funny. my feet. They stand with a straight face. <laughs> My feet.
0: because i'm gonna take away your sunshine for a minute I, I, I if that's your joke when you walk into a store and someone asks you what brings you in today i'm gonna take that away from you because you know what you're not original so i've got you've got to you got to come come with something else
1: <laughs> they'll have 30 40 50 years of that response you just take it right off the table
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, uh, so okay look was, uh, go ahead I, No, I was wondering how uh, I know last week we were talking um, about some of our shows that we were catching up on. And I was talking about the House of House of the Dragon. Um, And so this last week, are, are you caught up on this past week? I am caught up. Okay, so, you know, that it's the last that was the last episode with those actresses because the next week is when they're older.
1: I did not know that. Yeah. Women, so so the group we've seen through five episodes.
0: Yep, four. Four. Is it five? It might okay. be five.
1: Okay. So so that so you mean the queen and the um, the queen's daughter?
0: Yeah, the queen and then the well, yeah, queen by marriage, and then the actual I don't Denarius, I think they call her Denarius. Is
1: it? Oh, yeah, I like had- that's
0: their last. That was the last episode with those actresses, because now they're fast forwarding to when I think she's pregnant and then has children. So I'm excited to see. This is why I'm enjoying this show so much, because it, it it's providing the foundation before the Mad King, of course, and before, you know, the Khaleesi and all well, that stuff. Too. And so I like how they're not using seasons To showcase the aging process right so they're not sticking with a certain age group for one season and then getting the older ones next season so i'm actually really really enjoying
1: so instead of jumping from say like the other series kingdom and kingdom this kind of deal they're jumping ahead by years
0: yes Yes. yeah
1: i sort of like that too because i think I, i don't i don't know if it was between one and two or two and three the episodes it was just some things have been resolved and now they were a few years later and i thought oh that's pretty cool yeah i'm like yes. okay yeah. Yeah. yes yes like, like that war that they, they were talking about that war and then the next thing the next series they were at the war like it was yep. like okay yeah they were already yeah, they're doing battle
0: yes the crab man or whatever that case is yes like. so, yes yeah yes. it's a good it's a good episode and i think you and i i think did you start watching um did you start watching the patient?
1: I didn't, I started to watch it this morning, but then I had a, um, or today, but I had a, um, a contractor come by and even though I got finished with him, instead of watching that, I have I had listened to this podcast called case files. And I think this guy who does the podcast case files, I think he's Australian, I think, but I'm not good with, you know, all these accents and stuff, but He did this series. It was way deep in his podcast. It's like multiple seasons, but I found one. It was a six-part episode on these, uh, I think, the 80s and 90s backpacking people in Australia who were murdered. There was like a serial killer kidnapping backpackers. Oh, shit. Yeah, like a bunch of them. And at the end of the series, he mentions... There was, a, there was a movie made that was based on these. And I thought, oh, I'm going to look for that movie because I want to see some some mayhem, right? And it was on Amazon Prime for free. So I totally watched this movie. And and then it turns out there was a part two. Oh,
0: gosh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it was a sequel because this serial killer guy, they think he killed like 14 people or maybe even more. And he, he was way out in the outback somewhere. Um near this gigantic park that's like as big as a as big as like a state here and he just was picking people off as they came through and they were just gone missing and they, that was it so so anyway i i started to, the short answer i started to watch the patient but i'm going to try to get to it today god it's
0: so good. steve carell is so good and it's it's kind of freaky cuz you just I- It's such a, the concept, if you haven't watched it, it's a psychologist and they show it on the previews where he gets a patient and the patient is a little crazy. I guess he's a murderer and he kidnaps Steve Carell to try to help him not want to murder people. And so he keeps him chained in his basement. So it's, it's quite an interesting dynamic and it's actually really freaky because, you know, I think about it sometimes because I just saw, Ooh, child. I just saw the uh, trailer for Dahmer. So for those of you that are not familiar with Jeffrey Dahmer, he was the cannibal. On,
1: on, wait, wait, is that the one on Netflix, the new one?
0: Yes. It's coming out, I think, on Friday. Uh, and the actor that plays Dahmer is in all the the American horror stories so he's one of the main characters that plays a different character every season he's really a dynamic I can't think of his name right now so apologize for that but I I watched the trailer and you know that Jeffrey Dahmer it happened in Milwaukee Wisconsin and that's where I'm from so there's some layers and elements to that that haunt me because this guy got away from he got away with it for years. I mean, years, years. And so I don't know how I feel about watching it. I mean, I I'm intrigued to see what they do. Cause you know, we end up knowing that he gets caught. That's not a secret to anybody, right. but it's just the, the, his psychotic behavior and habits. Like even people, they put an auction. So at his house or right around his house, they had, you could buy pieces of where he lived like doors and um God. yeah it's so it's crazy to think how close that was you know i lived there at the time and to have that part of i think it was the right. So, yeah, he,
1: and he was either, right he was, he an was eating people right he was eating people
0: and trying oh, to God. feed him to other people as well, so he would make food and then give it to other people that would visit him. Like it, even if they got away, because that one, you know, one guy gets away, and that's how we end up. They end up finding him. That's in the news. I'm not ruining it for everybody, but right. I do. I'm. I am interested. To see, because you know, we we talk about this all the time. You know, you follow the money, you follow the you follow the story. That there are, were plenty of times. I want to know how often he could have and should have been arrested, but wasn't, and why wasn't he?
1: Right, so, right. I'm, I'm
0: curious to know about that. But it it looked pretty. It looked pretty chilling. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I it gives yeah. me chills to think about. To, to think about that, so yeah, um, you
1: know, I like most people. You know, we sort of know the Dahmer story and everything, and I, I've seen a couple of things on it. I might watch that to see because uh, there's a couple of things I want to see how um they tell the story. Because some things that I know about it, I want to see how it comes out in the show. So if that comes out tomorrow, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the the patient because I like Steve Carell, and anytime there's a, like people in the basement kind of stuff locked up, I sort of like that. You know why? Because I have a basement.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> Do I have to check it? Do I have to see if there's anybody in there? That's what's freaky. Like, think about how he was killing people in his apartment and how many people walked by his apartment on a daily basis. And he had people captive in there. I think about that on my walks in the morning. Like, am I walking by any houses that have somebody in it?
1: It's like, you know what? Lee and I watched that um, that Netflix docu- documentary on uh, The World's Worst Roommates or something like that. Yeah. And they had the one with that lady here in Sacramento who was taking in all those boarders and seniors and she was killing them and burying them in her backyard. Fuck. I think her name was Dorita Puente or something like that. And she she her house is her house is over in Midtown. Um,
0: oh, yes.
1: I think on F Street or something like that. It is still there because it's one of those old Victorians that couldn't be torn down. The house is still there. And she was just taking people in. And this was the I want to say the eighties and poisoning them and just burying them in the backyard. And she was, because she was, she was doing that border thing, you know, come live with her. She was getting their social security checks and just, and just kept getting them. It's crazy.
0: Unbelievable. You just think about, so you just think about just the psychotic, you know, I've been seeing more and more, um, you know, women out walking during the day, saying that they're being followed by somebody. One woman was chased. Another one, you know, got to her apartment. It, it's weird, and it's across the country. I, I mean, in all goodness, I walk with pepper spray, and and every comment that I see sometimes under all those stories are women that say that is why I seal, I I, I conceal and carry. That is why I do it right. because it's happening more and more. I don't know if it's because I mean, social media has been around for a long time, but if right. I think about just how it seems to be heightened a lot lately, and I'm not sure if it's because people are getting away with it more. I mean, look at you could go to jail longer for having an abortion than you could for a rape, right? So yes, in some states. So I guess if you think about it in that perspective, what what are what are they what chances are they losing if they are successful at this attack? So it's just a weird, crazy. Thought and I even myself am super aware of my surroundings. I only walk with one ear pod in my ear to listen. So I can keep, you know, focused on my surroundings. I walk in areas that are well lit. I try to go morning time in my neighborhood. I try not to go anywhere that's secluded. So it's crazy to think about when I used to take Moquito in that at 4:30 or five o'clock in the morning in that big open field with no lighting. I wore a headlamp of all the times yeah. how often I put myself in that situation. It's just a weird crazy thought to keep seeing this attack on women or men following women more so lately i don't know if you've seen it on you know your feeds or if it's just my feeds but
1: wow that's you know you bring up a good point about just the idea of um uh one of the first things you're saying about uh being aware of surroundings and just safety right and and you hear or i read these things about how how to be a woman in america you have a different level of uh, awareness of safety. Like you're saying, you walk down the street, you keep one ear, one earbud out. And when I walk around the park and I have my earbuds in, I don't even think about that.
0: Isn't that weird? You don't have to.
1: Yeah, I don't even think about that. Yeah, I just don't have to. Like, I'm not thinking that every single man that drives by or walks by, I don't think that every single one of them is a physical threat to me. But women have to think that. All the time. Right, every single one. Just drive by, walk by. You think, you know, is that the guy?
0: Yep. If there's a car parked, or he slows down to pull off to the side, most men will probably think, "Oh, maybe he's got having car trouble." I'm thinking, "Is he trying to kidnap me?" Like that's my thought process. There's no, yeah. there's no erring on the fact that, oh, his car's breaking down. I'm erring on the fact that they want to traffic me and and or kill me. Like that's. A constant hyper awareness. Even when I go to Costco and I'm walking back to my car, even though there are tons of people around, you can see how fast. Look at that one woman that had a little kid. She was in a drugstore and she had her two year old right next to her. And some guy came into the drugstore, grabbed the kid, and started running down the street. I could be walking to my car, full of people, someone brings a van next to me, push pulls me in. That's it. Like just because I'm around people doesn't necessarily mean I'm safe. So, it's hypersensitivity all the time.
1: That's that's it that's too bad. Yeah. You know, it's just that's 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 just too bad. But I mean, it's the world we live in, but it's still really it's really unfortunate. It's really too bad. Yeah, right. Because so. we we shouldn't have to live like that. Women should have to live like that. No. And the only reason the only reason we live like that is because our nation allows us to live like that. It just it should it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't have such directed violence towards women. Because like you were saying about like rape kits and stuff. That if you have not you, we have to get full laws passed in states that say you have to test these rape kits. Like <laughs> Like you have to pass a law, and not only do you have to pass the law, Jen, there are people who vote against those laws.
0: It's inc- like, how is that possible?
1: Right? Like, if it's me, the person that votes against that, that's the person I'm bringing in for questioning. <laughs> that <laughs>
0: like, exactly. That's right. that's the one that he's. I
1: might
0: check your basement. Right. <laughs> uh, so, you
1: know, I was- so the big story of my basement is. When the you know the the zombies come or something like that, I have this basement I can store up some food, I can survive down there for a while. But the other part is maybe I keep vampires down there or something. Like maybe something else is down there.
0: <laughs> well, and your basement is a little creepy. I mean, that's old school neighborhood stuff, so it is a little creepy. I know you don't even want to go down there, so
1: <laughs> I don't go down there. I go down there usually twice a year, once to get my my Christmas tree and wants to put my, wants to put my Christmas tree back. Like, that's it. (laughs) And Um, and and you don't even put
0: that Christmas tree back until like springtime.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I got news for you. I threw the Christmas tree away. What? I did. So I, so I bought that Christmas tree from Target for about $85, at least 12, 13 years ago. That tree is old, but it's beautiful. But finally I was like, you know what? I just want a new tree. So I threw it away. And I've been planning to use your Costco card to get a new one from Costco.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My pleasure. I'll give it to you so you can order online. You can do that for sure. Um,
1: As a matter of fact, fact, that that tree, all three parts of it are still sitting in my driveway.
0: I think I saw it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: they're still sitting there. Oh,
0: my God. Um, And for for concept of this call and for this pot or for this podcast is Myron lives in a place called Curtis park area in, in Sacramento. I'm not going to give his address so that he doesn't any crazy fans come in his way, but it is a, they are very, um, older homes with, I mean, great character, uh, great structure. I'm talking, I'm talking nice driveways with, you know, walk up paths. They are really, st- Neighborhoods with big, Pretty. You know, flowy trees and leaves everywhere. It's just if you're epitome of like the fall time and leaves everywhere. That that's what his area looks like. So when you're when you're in his driveway and you see the fucking Christmas tree from
1: yeah. one just, time. Do you remember I kept it up for like three years? And- and I, lo- I love Christmas trees. I kept it up I like this is my happy place. I'm going to just leave this tree up. And one day it wasn't even one day. It was like we were having a block party for Fourth of July. And my neighbor who had moved away came by. We were just sitting outside on the on the porch and everything. A bunch of neighbors, kids everywhere. You know, just doing a little block party. And he goes, "Hey, Myron, how are you?" I'm like, "I'm doing okay." You know, you know, just doing my thing. And he goes, "But Myron, how are you?" I'm like, oh, "Fine. What's up?" His name is Andrew. What's up, Andrew? He goes, "Well." Some of the neighbors are talking to me about this Christmas tree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, thank You, you got like,
1: It's
0: a theme Christmas tree. You had a theme for it like every year, like a New Year's tree, a before, Valentine's yeah. tree.
1: Yes, I had a few different decorations. I was just updated and stuff. So, and you know what? I kept it up. It was actually my daughter who suggested I was going to take it down after New Year's and she was like, daddy, can we leave it up? And I'm like, well, there's no rule. So sure we can't. <laughs> and I kept it up. And then before you know it, Christmas was here. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was like, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, kept Sir, it up. I, I um I I mean, I don't even want to think about that. We're going into the fourth quarter of the year, just in general. So we're coming up. I think it's I saw something like 99 or 98 days until Christmas. So it's actually pretty sucks, mm-hmm. man, that we're that close
1: to fricking Christmas time already. It just, I was in, I mean, it's been a while since, I, it's been at least a month that I've been seeing Halloween things in Safeway. And then I was in Safeway this past Sunday and there were Christmas things. <laughs> like it's already, it's like, it's already there. But you know what? Look, you know, I love the cold weather and everything. And it has been so global warming hot you know, this past month or so. And we finally got a little rain the other day. And I just, I want winter, like winter is coming. Winter should just be here. I'm ready.
0: Uh, Yeah, I, a lot of people feel that way. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm not really a big fan of that. But you know, I, I guess, because I think it makes people lazy. That's why I don't like the the weather. You know, it's it makes people it even makes me kind of lazy where I'm like, oh, it's kind of gloomy out. I'm not excited. So I don't really want to be out there.
1: You know, I'm looking forward to in I think it's November 23rd, um, Black Panther two comes out. Oh That's, so I'm I am set up for the fall. Um I, we're planning to go to Disneyland in late October and then uh, it's called Wakanda Forever, but it's Black Panther too. Let's be serious. Yeah, and that comes in November, and really that completes my year. That's that's it. I'm just there's only two things I'm looking forward to. Like I, my year will be complete once that happens.
0: Dang, I want to see that. I don't know if I'll see it in the theater because I, I, ever since COVID, I just think about all the crap that's in there. But I, because I still haven't seen that Jordan Peele one yet. The the nope. Oh movie. nope. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think it's on. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now.
0: Ooh, okay maybe i'll watch yeah. that this weekend it is,
1: uh, very, it is very good i want to see that movie you know, the the woman king
0: yeah the woman king that looks really good too
1: yes this is with viola davis and it's based on history there's a group of these uh in um in africa these women warriors um these are the warriors that the dora malaja and black panther are based on and whom um the greeks once called these Amazons, like they were called Amazons, like they were just like this badass warriors, and they fought. They fought in these wars after the you villages were taken over, and they were fighting back against colonialization and people um, kidnapping black people for slaves, right? And so, and so, there's finally a movie on it, and you know Hollywood does this weird thing with these movies that center, particularly black women, black people in general. You know, you get some good publicity, but then those stupid fanboys, just like the ones who hate. You know, all all women centered movies. They hate all women centered movies. They they just review bomb them on Rotten Tomatoes and say all these nasty things. And then the movie came out last weekend and it did bonkers numbers. And then the news articles are, you know, the, the women king surprises. You know, yeah. no, you just you were just listening to those fanboys that hate everything, yeah. as opposed to people who are interested in seeing it. So. And it, and as I understand it, because I've seen some reviews, it doesn't gloss over some of the more ugly parts of some of the things that happened. And so I'm like, oh, I, I like to see the balance of that. So I'm planning. I'm like, you, I don't want to go to the movies, uh, to a theater. So I'm gonna. I'm hoping that'll be out in the next month or so. I want to check that out. That's okay.
0: Yeah, you have to let me know because that, that looks that looks really good. All of those, I. A lot of movies, you know, you you see them, you're like, wow, I really want to see that. And then you kind of forget. Like, I still haven't seen Maverick, the Top Gun Maverick one. I haven't seen that. Yes,
1: I haven't seen that. People love that movie.
0: I didn't hear a bad thing about it. Peg was telling yes. me, or Margot was telling me how great it was. And I thought, no one has said to me at any point, no one has said, um, this movie is awful. Like, I haven't I heard, heard that.
1: I haven't at all. At all. Nope. And I think that movie, it already went over a billion dollars. Like, it's oh, huge.
0: Goodness. Hey, sir, did I see... Um, you know, I haven't turned on, I got rid of my actual regular TV. So I just have streaming, you know, I saved myself probably like $35 per month because I wasn't really watching anything on regular TV. So I haven't turned on any local news or anything, but am I clear, is there something happening in Puerto Rico right now with no electricity? Mm -hmm. Like, because I know the Dominican just had a hurricane that Dominican Republic just had a hurricane that went through. Yes. uh, But and then so we've got Puerto Rico without and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I have not seen nor did I look yet. And then, you know, all we have is the queen coverage. So meanwhile, one of our states is under like duress.
1: Right. Right. So they had a um, hurricane there uh, this past week. And if you remember, it was Hurricane Fiona, which is the odd little name. But anyway, it was a category four. And it hit Puerto Rico, knocked out all the power. Um, and on the entire island, like no power whatsoever. And um, all their hospitals are shut down, the whole deal, right? And why is it's worse than even those words is because when they had Hurricane Maria a few years ago when that last guy was president, remember he went down there throwing paper towels at people? Yes. Well through the U.S. government at that time refusing to give them money to help them. And then, uh, quite frankly, a couple of people on, a couple of representatives of Puerto Rico being corrupt. It's been five years since that hurricane. They never got full power back in all that time anyway. And and the hospitals have been just messed up. And even though Puerto Rico is not a state, Puerto Rico is, is um, it's it's a, a territory of the United States, and the United States is in charge and tasked with providing the funds necessary for infrastructure and all that all that stuff because they pay taxes. Like it's not just a giveaway, they pay taxes. And this hurricane hit, and despite that going on in the US territory, which is just right off it's right off the coast. I mean, Puerto Rico is right there, right? Our our national news spent a week covering. Uh, Elizabeth and her her the ceremony su- surrounding her funeral. And they sent all the reporters there and the whole deal, as if we didn't fight a whole war to get rid of those fuckers. Like, like we are not um, a colony of Great Britain, the British, the, the what used to be the British Empire. All these Americans have been sitting in there loving Hamilton, which is all about break it away from the British Empire, and we have the fucking 4th of July, which is about our Emancipation Proclamation, getting away from the British Empire, we spent almost two weeks with wall-to-wall coverage of this monarchy thing. They even, most news even, uh, would not even show President Biden giving speeches on very important matters. And he was showing all this Queen Elizabeth shit. I mean, and then we have this gigantic hurricane that's affecting taxpaying people of this nation. And it's just completely ignored. And let me tell you something. And then today I was watching some coverage. Well, Ann was watching some coverage and was telling me the coverage. So the funeral is over. They sent some reporters there. And the people they're interviewing are white Americans.
0: Oh my God.
1: It just go, oh my God. It, it just can you please get somebody in your newsroom? who could who could just go oh don't do that <laughs> go talk to a fucking puerto rican like oh don't do God. that like it's just it's so infuriating so maybe we'll put in our show notes there's some really good um local charities there and people here charities here who are providing help food resources to people there so we'll put that in the show notes
0: uh, it's incredible. It's incredible how half-assed backwards we are. I think I saw something too that, you know, United States dropped down to like 50th um, it, it ranked amongst the countries, just in, I mean, when you talk about healthcare, you talk about morbidity rate when it comes to, you know, uh, pregnancies, yeah. uh, you talk about just in general, how we're just continue to, I don't want to say a laughing
1: stock. I mean, yeah. honestly. Yeah, like, yeah that we, yeah, we, we're we the loudest. We're, we're like the Stephen A. Smith of countries. Like, <laughs> like, we're loud, boisterous, and we tell everybody we're number one. We get right up in the world's camera and put our big fat finger up and say we're number one. And really, we're not.
0: We're 50.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you we're know what? It's okay, right? It's like... It's like it's like in our world when, you know, we used to manage these sales teams. You can say you're the best, even though you're number 50, because maybe you aspire to be best and you're motivating and you're trying to get your team on board and you want to just keep moving up the rankings and stuff. That's okay. But if you say you're number one and you're number 50 and the next month you're number 50 and you just keep saying you're number one, well, then you're just delusional and you shouldn't be leading a team of people. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, I know you want to, I think it's the power of suggestion. Like, if you say it enough, that means it'll come true. Uh, And that doesn't, that doesn't work without actual results. So it's this whole, even, even if you think about the orange guy that should be in jail right now, you know, for just... Everything. I mean, let's just think about that for a second, which I haven't because the news is posting so much about the queen that we're losing a little focus that our that our ex-president had documents at his home that should have never been there to begin with. And we're still he's still not behind bars. He's still making outlandish statements, specifically, I think, in Ohio this past week or something like that, where he just Mm -hmm. rambles on with just mindless I don't even know yeah. what the fuck he's saying, and so yeah. we don't even have a status on his arrest, right? Is the no. is the uh, do we have any update?
1: No. So there's a couple of things going. There's the federal stuff, and that's the stuff that uh, when the um, FBI uh, went to his um, his Motel Six down in Florida uh, to take back all the classified and top, not just classified, but top secret information that he and his team has stolen from the White House. And it wasn't a raid because they let them know we're coming to take this stuff because they have been asking for that stuff back for months. So the news is saying they just showed up and raided him. No, Breonna Taylor suffered a raid and got killed by police. That's a raid. When they just, a no-knock warrant, they just bust your door down in the middle of the night. They had been working with that Trump guy and his team to get back that stuff because not only did he have top secret stuff, he had classified stuff on U.S. intelligence, but also intelligence and nuclear secrets from other countries. And they have been lying and saying that they didn't have that stuff, but they have been under surveillance and they, can, they knew they had everything. And so they have it all. And then it's, that's, so that's ongoing. There's a judge that said, well, let's, um, let's get someone to look at this to, to see if there's some things that's private to him, like his personal papers versus, what's the government. So he is trying to say executive privilege, but I got news for you. When you're not president, you don't get executive privilege. Like that the executive in that means the executive branch of government. That that means the the office as a, of the presidency. You don't have that ability to exert that once you're out of office. You are for all intents and purposes, a regular citizen. And it's no different than when you or I leave a company. We can't walk out of there with all of our access and all of the laptops. You can't, or or even your badge. Everything gets left behind. And when you sign those papers before you leave, you say, you have turned over all proprietary information. So he took that stuff. So they've gotten it back and they said it's classified. Some of that stuff is so classified, Jim. They said that only a few people in government have access to see it and it was so classified that even when the fbi retrieved it they couldn't even look at it they had to deliver it right back to the secret service and cia and justice department
0: holy it shit it was that
1: classified so there's that so that's ongoing and that's those are the crimes that could land him in federal prison because to to to, to take one sheet of paper that's classified the law is that's 11 years in prison that's I mean he, for one he took thousands and you know who signed that law into law Donald Trump did <laughs> because because he was convinced that Hillary Clinton had private information and she didn't so he signed it into law so it was his own fucking law okay so that's one that's that's winding his way and then today on Wednesday the New York attorney general Letitia James she charged she is suing the Trump organization Donald, uh, the dumb brother, the cokehead brother, allegedly, and <laughs> Donald Trump's first and only love, Ivanka Trump, with fraud, um, saying they defrauded the state and the federal government out of $250 million by purposely devaluing his properties so he paid less taxes and then selling or those properties and taking loans on those properties at a higher, saying that they were valued at a higher number. So, and she said, it's a long-time scheme, and she's suing him for $250, and plus his accountants, and they're going to be deposed. And she has said they can't do business in New York, uh, and she effectively is going to dissolve Trump organization the whole deal. And they run the risk of actually going to prison. And we know this is bad, because she announced it today. And she also, in providing the documents, said that his team have been trying to reach a settlement. And she was like, no fucking way.
0: Damn. A mess.
1: A oh mess. I mean, could you imagine any other president? Look, let's just take a moment of clarity here. Barack Obama would be under every jail you could imagine if he oh, did one-tenth. One-tenth of what this fuck nut is doing, or has done or is doing. I,
0: it's a mess. I, I, so, do we think? Do you think I should say that he'll be arrested? Are we just waiting for things to come in? I mean, because
1: that's a good question. I don't think so. So, wow. here's what I think will happen? I think the the New York things he's he's going to pay that. I don't know. I don't that won't get him in jail because that's a lawsuit kind of deal. The federal things, I think that before he goes to prison or is indicted or anything like that, that the government, whether it's Joe Biden as president or whether it's you know, some future president, Justice Department, that they will work out something where he will not go to jail. And I'll tell you why I think that. Now I think he should be, I think he should be under prison. I think he should have been in prison a long time ago. But the American judicial system does not have any type of um does not have any type of structure or history that they can draw upon that's going to allow them to arrest handcuff and put a former American president on trial in front of the world that'll never happen wow that'll never happen unless it was Barack Obama a black man a black woman an Asian man you will not look you know you will not look this is white supremacy you will not see a white American president in front of the entire world handcuffed because it shatters the illusion of of white supremacy, it does. You, can't, America, will not allow that. I mean, think about this. You can't even get the big bank presidents to go to jail, or the big farm, like, like, um, like, um, that big pharmacy family that just got stewed for spreading oxycontin, you know, all throughout the nation and get all these people addicted and causing all this money where they knew it was addictive and they lied about it. None of those, uh, Purdue Pharmacy, that's what it's called. Purdue Pharmaceuticals, the the Purdue family. None of them are going to prison. They just had to pay a couple billion dollars. That's it. Even though if you look at the war on drugs and all that bullshit that's been pushed on the rest of us, you know, I know people who who are in prison for selling weed, you know, selling cocaine, you know, this kind of stuff. But you have the biggest drug scandal of the last 50 years By one family, they pushed that stuff on doctors and it just, it tore it, and it still has a huge effect on on the nation. But all they did was settle. They they just settled. The government said, okay, well, you don't have to go to prison. Just give us a couple billion dollars. So if you can't even get those people in prison, right, there's no way you're going to get a former American president if he's a white man. There's a slight chance you could get a white woman because consider how much they hated Hillary Clinton, and she didn't do shit through nineteen investigations. She did nothing. She's just living her best life right now, so you probably could get a woman because in America men hate women so much they would figure out a way. But you're not gonna you're not gonna get a white man. You need not get Richard Nixon, right? He just they said okay, just resign, go about your business, and then that was it. So as bad as Donald Trump is. Um, I would a blog about this once that Donald Trump would not go to prison. Like wow. it, I, that. And that's just my opinion. I just don't think the structure of our company, our country would allow such a thing. That's what I think.
0: Oh, my God. That, yeah. that just I mean. And then you, we go back to why we're 50th. I mean, you can't yeah. you're allowing you're allowing a president to take and and sell you, you know he didn't just take it cuz he needed paper in his house and he wanted a filing system in his house he took it to use it and to sell our to secrets sell.
1: yeah that that's exactly and secrets of other countries and and a lot of the internet rumors are you know you can make the connection between they didn't say which other com- countries nuclear secrets he has or had but his son-in-law Jerry Kushner got a $2 billion payment of some type from Saudi Arabia. So it seems as though he probably sold the, or the speculation is he sold the nuclear secrets of Israel to Saudi Arabia for $2 billion. Oh my God. That's a, that's a mad stuff. <laughs> oh my God.
0: That's, that's Whoa. a mad.
1: And if, you know what? If, and, if, and if, and if you walked out of your company with, you know, if you printed out your customer database, right, or just some of your customer database, some of your customer information, walked out of there, quit the company, they would sue you, you end up in jail for a few years.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, right? Right. Shit. And and, and we want to know why he keeps getting away with stuff. I mean, honestly, if you think about the white supremacy that we keep talking about comes up on all of our calls, rightfully so is this is just another fine example of white supremacy at its finest that it literally is, stealing is. documents. Literally. Yeah,
1: it is. and Yeah. Because you, know, you, because white supremacy isn't KKK and hoods, nope. you know, that's just, that's a part, but it's the system that has been created and that is sustained that allows someone like Donald Trump or Purdue pharmaceuticals, right that allows that to just continue or when the, when the, when the housing market crashed and it was just because of all those, all those big banks and nobody went to jail, right? Nobody went to jail, nobody went to jail. But if you or I, you know, like I said, you, you walk out of your company with with some, some proprietary information you're going to jail, or if I don't, you know, if I don't pay my credit cards for a while, they start, you know, putting liens on my houses and all this kind of stuff. It's just, you know, so, so, That system that allows the the wealthiest among us to get away with stuff and the wealthiest among us are white. It's just, that's just the way it is. Like, it's not a, it's not a condemnation. And it does mean that, that because someone is white, that is your fault. It's just that this system is designed like that. And so I just don't, I would love him to go to jail, but the cynic in me says, he's not going to go to jail. They're going to weasel their way out of it. That's what I think.
0: Oh my God, then you're setting the precedence for any president to be able to steal
1: government. I mean, right, I think, see, I think what'll happen is that once they settle, and actually, and actually Joe Biden and um, Merrick Garland and the Justice Department, they are closing, they've been closing all those loopholes right now because they never envisioned that a U.S. president would try to do that. So there were some loopholes that just have existed forever. And they're not really loopholes, they're just, they're just, they're just there. But he has exploited them. And now they're like, well, I guess we got to have a, a law for this. It's like when we worked in a call center and that lady once on um, Thanksgiving decided to cook a turkey at her desk. <laughs> she she brought a crock pot and put a turkey in it at her desk in a call center. And so when we called her on it, she said, with all earnestness, you never told me I couldn't cook a turkey here. <laughs> Well, you're right. Okay, you got me.
0: <laughs> oh my God, because you think that it just is it's implied, right? It's just, you don't, common sense isn't so common, I guess.
1: I, I, I was like, I was numb. I, well, yes, because who would do that?
0: <laughs> I didn't know how to create a rule, I didn't know how to put that in our employee handbook.
1: Now we gotta start covering that with every new employee group. Do not cook a turkey at your desk. <laughs> oh, because one dumb. Oh, maybe she wasn't dumb. Maybe she's creative. <laughs> so he's like that. So they're having to like create new laws and rules because he decided to do some stuff that just you didn't imagine an American president would ever do. Because it's very directly targeted towards harming America. And the idea is that if you're a president, you are patriotic. So that whole thing is he threw all that out the window. Now you got to create all these rules for everybody else because that dumb fuck was such a criminal.
0: Oh, my God. He's cooking. (laughs) He's cooking turkeys at his desk.
1: (laughs) He's in the West Wing cooking turkeys. (laughs) Eating KFC and snorting Adderall. Allegedly. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. Oh, sir, we 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 packed a lot in today, so I know uh, yeah. we try to we went shallow on many topics today, and sometimes we we get away with we start getting in a flow and just start having these great conversations. So we it. went as shallow as we could, kept it light and some level, and hopefully, um, you know, it kept everybody entertained with how we how we how we touched on some of these <laughs>
1: subjects.
0: We Where can you know people find
1: you, Jen, online?
0: You can find me at Jen Van Lennin Veg. Um, on IG, big button, a smile on TikTok and the redheaded vegan on Twitter. How about you, Mr. Clifton?
1: Uh, Twitter, Myron J. Clifton, um, same on um, Amazon. All my books are, uh, sign up for my free digital magazine, comes out every month, comes out on the 22nd of every month, Dear D Magazine and see me on Facebook and Instagram and various same names as well. Um, and then listen to wherever you listen to our podcast, rate us, leave us a comment. Uh, Give us some suggestions. We'll completely ignore those suggestions, but we do like to see them anyway.
0: (laughs) If it makes you feel good to type out some good suggestions or uh, to provide feedback, then we're here to support you. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Bye.
1: Bye, Jen.